drink cinema. Cheese. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two out of three brothers watching and reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Good evening, Brett. Hello, Lee. How are you? Good. I was going to try to do a Boston accent, but then I was like... Oh, uh, well. Are you a knack? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy did. Are you a knack? <laughs> yeah. Melissa <laughs> McCarthy didn't bother with yeah. the Boston accent. But everybody else made up for it. Was Sandra Bullock from Boston? I don't know. Not the character. Or her in real life, I don't think. Yeah, okay. No, Maybe I just guess that joke. The FBI's in New York. Oh, and only in New York. Yeah. Except no when it's in DC. Oh, but there's a there's a unit in... Um, Boston. 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 With a, with a weigh-in brother. Boston. I'm surprised that um, Mark Wahlberg Mark wasn't in it. not in it? No. Yeah. Because well, it should be. Really. I got some fluff from my T-shirt. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone, so I'm That's just great. looking at myself in the camera. Um, I'm wearing Stonehenge because it's a comedy. I am wearing Hot Fuzz because it's a buddy cop comedy with hilarity. Which we also love. Yeah. Buddy cop comedies with hilarity. One is slightly better than the other. <laughs> True. I'll let you be the judge, everybody. Also, I think, Spoiler alert, I think next year, yeah, next year we're watching we'll Spinal Tap. Well, Spinal Tap was 1984, Ooh, there you go. so next year. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Yeah. So in about Just a year's time, you get to hear us talk about this is Spinal Tap. We are doing The Heat, yes. though, this episode. Uh, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, because it is 10 years. 10 years. This year, and I feel like I should have watched it by now. Is this the first time you've watched it? Yes. Okay. You know, I you won't like this. I underrate Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Lee, don't let Speed 2 Cruise Control cloud your judgment of Sandra Bullock. She has come a long way since then. No, I know, but it's... Pre-Miss Congeniality. Don't worry about Sandra Bullock, except for Speed. Speed, Miss Congeniality, 28 Days. Oh, yes. 28 Days? Yeah. Not 28 Days Later, The Zombie. 28 Days, The Rehab. Rehab. Yeah. Um... But she's very good in this, she's as is Melissa great. McCarthy. I do fantastic. like Melissa McCarthy. I feel like I took a little while to get onto Melissa McCarthy as well because I just kind of was like, she's just doing the female hangover when she did Bridesmaids. Yeah. And I don't like the hangover, no. even though I also haven't seen that. But let's have a drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How far are we going to get until we have a drink? <laughs> Apparently, I- according to my computer, just side note, it's nine degrees... And humid. Oh, okay. It's not. <laughs> well, no, I guess humid just means there's moisture in the air. Right. It doesn't always Unlike mean hot. air in an airplane. Correct. Airplane. Airplane, the Leslie Nielsen movie. Don't call me Shirley. Shirley not. All right. All right, I made a cocktail. Yeah. And it's, there's a, it's called a Boston Heat. Oh, good. Yeah. Did you invent it? Partially. Uh, I found the ingredients, but no quantities. So, good luck, everybody. So, hopefully you didn't put much grenadine in. Only about a a half a mil. To make it Half a mil. Half a shot. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, it's got gin, apricot liqueur, which is a new thing we haven't used before. Oh, okay. Different apricot brandy. Um, 
grenadine and lemon juice. Okay, I'm going to guess that you put too much apricot liqueur in. Really? No, I'm just like, because liqueur isn't meant to be like a little bit. Add that into equal parts. Good. That. Let's so try it. I, it looks, yeah, okay, cool. I already had thing at home anyway. Cheers. How's my white bench look after you making this one? It looks like you murdered someone. Cheers. Oh. Rate it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I did it. <laughs> mm. Too sweet. Too much grenadine. Yeah. <laughs> but the rest, I'm okay with. I tried to base it around the quantities of a favourite cocktail of mine called a Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a fair bit of lemon in there. Yeah. I like it. This is fucking good. That's a good one. Add that to the menu. It's a bit sour for me, but we'll add it to the menu for when we have our cocktail party. Listeners, if you've been listening for a while and there's a cocktail that you particularly like. The Heat. Uh, the Boston Heat. Yeah. Then, um, that's good. or other ones, God, let us know make it any bigger, though. on the socials at Two Out of Three Brothers or in our Facebook group, which is linked in the episode description. We're going to have a cocktail party and get an actual professional cocktail maker. Not that you're not good, Brett, but we're going to get a professional cocktail maker to make these cocktails. The fire swamp is in there. The one that's not in there is that one I made for Christmas. Oh, the mint <laughs> chocolate one. You that know was, what other one is in there? It's like a mocha. Um, the, was it Muriel's wedding that had cherry brandy in it? Yeah. Disgusting. And also the one we made up at about 10 p.m. at night after seeing Nosferatu. <laughs> it was like, what ingredients do we have that are red? It's just a martini with some <laughs> blood in it. Oh, look, we've come a long way, and so has Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy in The Heat. Okay, let's talk about the story of The Heat. So, it's a buddy cop film. It's a buddy cop film, and you can pick the ending. You can pick the ending, and it does tick all of the boxes Mm trope-wise of a buddy cop film, because they are mismatched partners. Yeah. And then... Stuff happens and they, well... They learn to work together. Let's say, look, I don't want to talk down the writer of this film. Uh Uh-huh. But let's just say... It was her first feature movie. If Marvin Gaye can sue Ed Sheeran, then the writer of Lethal Weapon can sue the writer of The Heat. It's an homage. (laughs) It's an homage with a gender spin on it. It has got a gender spin on it and... The main thing that I really liked that made a gender spin was that Melissa McCarthy has a whole lot of men that she has just had sex with and left yeah. behind, and, yeah. and they are pining for her. Yes. Um, I really like Including one that. who I think is her real husband? Yes, her real husband is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't work out who that was, so I feel like Does it the, must have been one of them. At the bar... Which bar? The, at the after, towards the end. When they get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a guy that's like, we had a magical night together. And then she's like, get over me and then makes out with him. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, I, I thought I was, my messaging <laughs> is clear. Um, I'm pretty sure that's him because he shows up in um, Bridesmaids as well. Yeah. He kind of just tags along a little bit with Melissa McCarthy, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. So... 
Sandra Bullock is good as that uptight, but also very good FBI agent. Mm-hmm. She does that very well. Yeah. Um, which is almost what she plays in Miss Congeniality. Yeah. She's a little bit that way. Yeah. I did like the joke that she gets home and she's sitting with her cat and then it's not her cat. (laughs) And that was very subtle. Then we meet Melissa McCarthy, who is just full, all-out Melissa McCarthy from one. Oh, yeah. Like... To, and then, what? like, the line, nine out of ten guys, I fuck are black guys. <laughs> I just... I looked up how much was ad-libbed. Yeah. And there was a fair chunk of it. And yeah. there's an interview where both Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy talk about how good the script is and how good it was working together. Uh, and when they talk about improv stuff, they're like, you can't do it unless the script is very good. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about Kate Dippold's script and you said it was her first first feature film. Mm. Right, she'd written for Parks and Rec. Yeah. Mostly before that. Um, so they're like, you can't do it without a great script. So they did that usual Hollywood thing where they pump up everybody else before answering the question. Oh, yes. But then they're like, because they could get into the character, they could ad-lib together and off each other very well. Yeah. And we know Melissa McCarthy is known for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Sandra Bullock did it well and did well to hold up with Melissa McCarthy Yeah, on that ad-lib side of things. We, we talked when we did our Barbenheimer episode about Greta Gerwig doing well by reigning Will Ferrell in a little bit. Yeah, I think they did the right thing here and just let Melissa McCarthy go. Yeah, I think that a lot of the success of this movie is yeah, yeah. because this is not long after Bridesmaids. Yes, which was kind of was Melissa McCarthy's you know breakout yeah. thing where she wasn't in Gilmore Girls. So it's like she's broken out. This is her kind of comedy. Yeah. We signed you on, and people are going to watch it because of you doing that. Do what you want. Yeah. And, and it is very much her. And the reason I feel like I should have watched it earlier is that when people talk about Melissa McCarthy, they say Bridesmaids and The Heat. Yeah. And so I, it was kind of on my list because it had been mentioned in a couple of podcasts I listened to recently and kind of said, I was like, yeah, I should watch The Heat. You should. Uh, and then we've added it to the list. So yeah. I got to. So she's very good. Um, Her ad-lib is great. If you want to see more of her ad-lib, I will always mention this. Find the outtakes from This Is 40. It's all over. (laughs) I see it almost on a three-day, every three days. I see it on my Instagram. About ten swipes, every ten swipes on TikTok. It just appears. Yeah. And because I watch it every every time, that's why it appears so often. you watch it every time, and now that you've said that out loud... And you've been Googling a lot of stuff about Melissa McCarthy yes. lately. And I've will come up even more and I've often. hosted a podcast yep. talking about Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I'm okay with it coming up more often. Yeah. Because it is hilarious. We might even share it on our TikTok. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to write a note. Good. That's great. You do that. Okay. So, Thomas F. Wilson appears. The captain of Melissa McCarthy's police precinct oh, is Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen, yeah. <laughs> you know what I did? 
I saw I saw Biff, right? Yes. And I was like, is that Biff? And because I, I get him and shoot him at Gavin confused. Oh yeah. All the time. Yep. Um and I was like, I have to look it up so I know it's Biff when I talk about Biff, but I'm pretty sure it's Biff. Yeah. I'm I've got to make sure I don't look up people. Yeah. Because again spoiler alert. Looking this up gave a spoiler. Oh, with the guy at the end being Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. So we have our two mismatched people. But we also have a reason for McCarthy to be with Sandra Bullock. A reason for Bullock to put up with McCarthy, which is the promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we think about Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover stays with Mel Gibson because he's worried that Mel Gibson is going to blow his own brains out if he leaves. Right. Right? This one's slightly less serious than that. But Sandra Bullock has a promotion hanging over her head to the point where the head of her section of the FBI says, work with her or you don't get a promotion. Yeah. So that's been a little bit blunt on that one. So I think sometimes you get a buddy cop and the crime is not as good and the investigation is not strong and the investigation or the crime goes a little bit secondary to the the comedy. Okay. Right? Like I imagine, who is it that the, the other guys... Oh, Will Ferrell, Mark Will Wahlberg. Will Ferrell. Um, is that Mark Wahlberg? Because I yeah. thought that was Daddy's Home. It's that too. Oh, it's both. Yeah, okay. And Daddy's Home too. Yeah, so I feel like, which is also Mel Gibson, Six Degrees. Oh, yeah. and no. Nah. No. Nah. I feel, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I feel like The Other Guys is a little bit more comedy than good cop investigation. I did see that. Um could not tell you, to be honest. I, it, it hits all the... John Lithgow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He plays Will Ferrell's dad. Yeah. And Mel Gibson plays Mark Wahlberg's dad. Yeah. Yeah. John Lithgow's great. I want to go back and re-watch Third Rock from the Sun. That's great. It's And it is, yes, yeah, so it is just a buddy cop film with a good investigation, but it's women. Yeah. And... The writer and director both kind of said, I don't like films where women do things like men. Yes. So casting a woman as a cop and she behaves like a man cop doesn't make any sense. No. So they are women and they are professional women and they're also very good. And one of the things I liked about the script is that they are both actually very good at their job. Yeah, in different, very different ways. Yes, but a lot of time in comedy, comedy comes from one of them being shit. Yeah. Like 21 Jump Street, there are like Jonah Hill is not really very good at being a cop. No. Because he's fat and not fit. And he just kind of gets dragged along by Channing Tatum being good at everything. Yeah. There's not that comedy in this. Is that the plot or the actual movie? Like... People, people didn't go see that movie for Jonah Hill. Oh, no, I thought you meant acting-wise. Acting-wise, not so much. Jonah Hill's slight, just slightly above Channing Tatum. But in this, they're both very good at what they do, and the comedy comes from Melissa McCarthy saying fuck a lot yeah. and her Bostonian family saying knack. 
Are you a knock? Are you a knock? A knock? I, I don't understand. <laughs> And I wrote that. The knock-knock scene, funny, and a good use of an accent. Speaking of third rock from the sun. Yes. She's great as the mum. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's her. It's just yeah. when she drove past with the figure. Yeah. Goes, that's my mum. She is great. The whole family's great. Um, including the girlfriends. Yeah, the girlfriend. And she's just got her tits out all the time. You bought me luggage with wheels, so I have to carry my own luggage. <laughs> Um, but all, all, and, but then all the rest of the family are like, who the fuck is she? Why are we waiting for Gina? Who yeah. the fuck is Gina? <laughs> yeah. The brother is very good. Um, his name has just escaped me. Yeah. The main brother. Yeah. Who's in Atypical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got IMDb open. I probably yeah. should, should be able to do that. It is Michael Rappaport. Yes. Um... Yeah, so it's it's good investigation, it's good buddy, and it's good funny, but it's not the jokes you could, and a lot of attempted gender-flipped stories get their comedy from the woman not being able to do it as well as a man. Yeah. So if it was Sandra Bullock and a man, I can imagine some of the jokes would have been Sandra Bullock can't cope. Yeah. And can't manage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're good, they're very funny, uh, and the clash of styles is what makes most of the jokes. The albino is questionable. You know what? I thought that um, it, it was a bit much. He was a bit yeah. much in yeah. terms of yelling. Right. Well, in terms of also, did he need to be an albino? I feel like it's one of those things we've talked about before where he was an albino just to give the opportunity for quick one-liner jokes in there. Yeah. Flower, is your wife a bag of flour? <laughs> like, But I do, I do get the idea that, and it might be a little bit of a taking a piss of the trope of albinos being evil in, albinos always being baddies in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was also 2013. So probably could have done something mm. different. Put a big scar on his face or something. Yeah, but then he's too much of an, a baddie, right? Because you don't want him to come across as a baddie. No, but he could. He's from the DEA. He could have got a scar on his face from a cartel. Yeah, okay. Right? So he could have said, could yes, this is from the, high, the cartel. Yeah. But Melissa McCarthy's like, no, you've got a scar. You're the baddie. Because yeah. then the twist is... We assume the albino is the baddie. And the closer and closer we get to the end, we realise it's probably a DEA. Yeah, and then it's Jim Lee over the the body. Yeah. What's his name? (laughs) It's the other guy who I knew you would know from Scrubs. I forgot his name. Also. You know who was hilarious? Yeah. The um, Tatiana. Yeah, yeah. She's like, get fuck out of my house. Get fuck out of my house. <laughs> and that Sandra Bullock could speak Bulgarian was great. Yeah. It's it's a good script. What Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy said about we could ad-lib because the script was good is right. Yeah. Because, I've, like, when you cast Melissa McCarthy, you almost could write an average lot of dialogue for her. And then just yes. be like... 
Yeah. And then Melissa McCarthy's going to fill the gaps. Yeah. Right? But the way they wrote, Sandra Bullock speaks Bulgarian and Tatiana says, what the hell are you talking about? And then Melissa McCarthy goes, oh, see, I knew you couldn't. Good bullshit Bulgarian. Yeah. But then the actual thing is she didn't know what she meant by have you murdered someone. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. They try to outdo each other in guessing the evidence that leads to the paint factory, which I think was quite good when they're sitting there, sitting there with the Wayans and he's giving the evidence and they're both trying to jump in to prove that yeah. the other one's already worked <laughs> it out. And that's where... That's where in the movie I kind of realised how good their chemistry was together. Yeah, they, They're very good together, the two of them. They kind of had a rapport um, like they'd done heaps of movies together before. Yeah, yeah. They've done... Well, according to an article... So, you know, um, IMDb has the trivia section. Uh-huh. And one of the trivias that I read was according to let me see if I can just quickly find it according to a writer in a Huffington Post article Kate Dippold Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy were looking to make a movie together before they found the script for the heat oh okay so I'm giving that a thumbs down because didn't she not write it because uh Kate Dippold wrote it yeah and then Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy signed on so Kate it's not like Sandra Bullock met Kate Dippold on the set of Parks and Rec. Yeah. And said, I don't really want to do a movie with you. Yeah. And then they found a script for The Heat. Yes. So that's a thumbs down for a little Huffington Post. 100% a thumbs down. Huffington Post, I thought they were meant to be good. No. Oh, look. He's credited in Scrubs as just Jimmy. Uh, not Jimmy, Jimmy the over, overly touchy Audley. <laughs> the way... The car blows up is a little bit much. I could see it coming. Sandra yeah. Bullock's car blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it because it is a trope. It's ticking that box. Yes. There's always a car that blows up because the baddies are trying to kill the cops. Yeah, and then they get caught and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and we've got, we've got all the tropes. We've got them getting caught. We've got them escaping. Then we've got them getting taken off the case. Yeah. And then we've got them being the only ones that can still solve it. Yeah. So it t- it does tick all of those boxes. Which is just did I say the sh- the move the show Deadlock? Yes. Basically that. Okay. Um I've got a question about a deleted scene, right? Oh, okay. And then I've got a scene that I would have deleted instead of it. Okay. They're sitting in the car. This is when they're on the bit of the stakeout. Uh-huh. Are sitting in the car, and Sandra Bullock is like, "We should look, get to know each other," and Melissa McCarthy's like, "No, I'd rather poke my own eyes out or whatever." Yeah. Sandra Bullock says, "I caught the red balls killer." Yeah, that's not in red the balls. Movie. Yeah, that's in. Yeah, right? yeah. Then Melissa McCarthy says, "I always thought that guy was innocent." Then she says, "Is any of what?" Oh, no, then Sandra Bullock said, if any of what you said was factual, I'd be a pretty shit agent. Okay. They've cut out a huge section between Melissa McCarthy saying, I always thought that guy was innocent, and Sandra Bullock saying, if any of what you just said was factual, I'd Mm. feel pretty shit. Okay. Because she didn't actually say anything. All she said was thinking that guy was innocent. Then at the end of the movie, 
she's sitting there going through the Red Ball Killer's files. Yeah. And then reopens the case. Yeah. Just because... On... Just one line from Melissa yeah, McCarthy. Okay, I get yeah. yeah. I feel like there was something there they, that the... they took out. Yeah, okay. In favour of leaving some great yeah. back and forth between Bullock and McCarthy. Yeah. But then the guy chokes in the diner and they left that scene in. Yeah. That serves no story purpose for me. No, it didn't other than tying back to she was watching a tracheotomy at the start. So I'm like, oh, that's going to come up later. Yeah, but it doesn't add to either of their characters. Gave us some great extra scenes, though. Yes. Um, and it was a bit funny. Yeah, I think maybe the only thing I could say if I was arguing for the defence um, is that it does show that there are times where Sandra Bullock was the screw-up and Melissa McCarthy did the right thing. Yeah. That's all That's all I can say. Yeah. And it was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, there's so much blood. <laughs> You're not a real doctor. Well, neither are you. <laughs> um, He's alive, isn't he? We also have the tropes of someone close to the cop getting kidnapped, uh-huh. getting beaten up, because Michael Rappaport ends up in the hospital. Once they decide, fuck it, we're going to do this together, mm. and Sandra Bullock appears with the gun and says, we're the fucking heat. Yeah. They work it out pretty quickly. It, it, there wasn't it's a like lot one of montage investigation going no. on there. It's just like one. And then they were tied up and it's like, oh, you're him. Like, yep. Yeah, because he gives himself away. Yeah. They don't actually investigate too much there, yeah. which is probably not best. We well, do. Like the bit where they get stabbed. Oh, that was funny. That was. She gets stabbed and then has to get stabbed again and then doesn't bleed. I thought that was pretty good. But I did like, though, that she actually can't walk. When yes. she gets out of the car. Yeah. She doesn't run into the hospital after being stabbed. Yeah. And I do kind of like that she shot him in the dick. Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was great. <laughs> we see a lot um, of Bullock becoming more like McCarthy. Mm. But we don't really see McCarthy learning anything from Sandra Bullock. No. Other than call 911 when that guy starts choking. Yes. I feel like I, I would have liked a scene where McCarthy is a little bit more by the rules Has to get something done. Has a some sort. Is that yeah. A, that's in another movie. Spy. Oh, I think it's in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> it is. It is. He, he's, he, well, he cracks the case. Nick Frost, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yarg. Um, yeah, she shot him in the dick, and then they go to walk out of the hospital. She's like, should we be leaving the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, actually, no. And then, for some reason, she falls in love with Marlon Wayans. They were flirting a bit. Yeah. But that it's, was unnecessary. Un- it's unnecessary. And we get the credit scene, which pays off the cat joke at the start, because she goes to right. New York and brings the cat back. This was never your cat, was it? I, I love... <laughs> it's like... Put it back in the box. I love that Melissa McCarthy worked it out. And then Sandra Bullock's like, make sure make sure she has plenty of water. Um, da, da, da. And Melissa McCarthy's like, no, fucking course I will. 
Um, and that's the movie The Heat. Yeah. Ticks the boxes, all the boxes of a buddy cop movie, uh, but done well. We talked last week about the Farrelly brothers not being able to write and direct for women. Yes. Paul um, Feig, Feig, Feig? Paul Feig, Feig, Faux, Fum. Can, and has very successfully. Yes. And also, um, Katie Dippold has written well for a woman or two. Did he direct the new um, Ghostbusters with her as well? He, She wrote it? Why not? Let's see. Paul Feig, Filmography, I Am David, Unaccompanied Minders, Bridesmaids, The Hit, yeah, Bridesmaids. Spy, yeah. Ghostbusters. Okay. Yep. Oh, that movie last Christmas uh-huh. with um, What's her, face? her from Game of Thrones in it. That's actually not bad. Oh, I was confusing it with the shit one with Kristen Stewart in it. My bad. No, last Christmas with Amelia Clark in it. Okay. And Henry Golding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I actually not confused. bad. It's yeah. it's full, like, just um, sappy yeah. Christmas film. But it's fine. Arrested Development... The Office, Nurse Jackie, director for Jimmy Returns, the 2018 Oscars. That's, yeah, that's good. Oh, Freaks and Geeks. Mm. He's done some good stuff. Has Paul Feig. Freaks and Geeks is a great oh, a show. Simple Favour, that's a decent movie too. Anywho. If you want to talk about impact, Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Like Linda Cardellini, Fast. James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel. Busy Phillips. Like, Busy what more Phillips. do you want? I what mean, more do you want? She's the second least famous person on that list. And Sorry, Linda the, She's the most famous <laughs> woman named Busy in Hollywood. She is. And you know what she isn't? Busy. Well, no one is at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm just getting grenadine and lemon juice now. Great. <laughs> isn't it? Um, All right. That is the story of... The heat. Yes. It's good. It's, it is very good. It's well done. Uh, and I apologise to Melissa McCarthy, Sandra Bullock, Paul Feig, and um, I've forgotten her name again. Kate. Katie Dibold for not watching it sooner. Katie Dibold? Yeah. Yeah. How was the impact of it? Oh, you know what, Lee? Yeah. It's a 10-year-old movie, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. It um, grows 250 mil at the box office. Which is very good. Pretty good, yes. Because um, it wouldn't have cost a lot to make. No. It um, didn't win any major awards, but it was nominated and won for a lot of, like, you know, People's Choice Awards, Critics' Choice Awards. Yep. MTV, Teen Choice, you know, those popular ones. Um, for both, for well, the movie and both of them as well. Um, they were going to do a sequel, right? Oh, Okay. Um, Paul, Paul Feig, Feig, how am I saying this? Feig, Feig, Feig. Sure. Paul Feig um, announced that the, uh, you gave me three different versions, I went with a fourth. <laughs> um, shortly after the film's release, he said, you know, we'll, we'll do a sequel. Yeah. Uh, but then, then later, Sandra Bullock was like, no, I won't come back for the sequel. Then it was put on hold and nothing ever happened. They were going to do a spin-off. Yeah. And it says the film would centre around characters Beth and Gina. The girlfriends? Mm. No. Nah. Sitcom, maybe. Not a movie. Neither. I'd watch a sitcom of that family. I would, actually. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, but I did Family Guy. Focused on the mum. <laughs> focused on the mum and dad. Yeah, and Jane then the Curtin. others are in it. Jane Curtin, what a yeah. TV legend. Great from that one show she's done. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's right. Not, there's not a lot, you know. It, um, you'd say launch Kate Dippold first feature film, then she yep. wanted to do a few more. It solidified, I think, Melissa McCarthy. I think it then went. She wasn't as a leading thing. Yes, like she was the she was the funny friend. Yep. Then she's leading, and then she does this. She does spy. She does name any movie really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but still works well, ensemble wise. Like Ghostbusters was a bit after. Yeah. Uh, and then the Little Mermaid. Yeah, which I still haven't seen. Um, you know, she's in Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, Thor. I have a friend, my friend Liam. Shout out to yeah. Liam if you're listening, which you might because he loves this movie. <laughs> um, now I'd be really disappointed if he's not. Um, we were talking the other day, and he's like, "I watched Thor: Love and Thunder." Yeah, and he was just like, "I don't understand. I'm like, you're talking to the wrong person." Yeah, yeah. I got halfway through Iron Man a couple of weeks ago, and I stopped. But it was like. He was going on about it. It's not great. I said, I'm, I've heard it's meant to be pretty shit. He was like, yeah, it didn't really make any sense. Anyway, so we're not going to deep dive into Thor, Love and Thunder. But Thor, Thor does this funny thing yeah. where because the, the gods are Norse legends, right, and Asgardian legends, yeah. on Asgard they do these plays of the stories of Thor. So in the yes. second Thor, there's a play on Asgard of people acting the Mm -hmm. story of the first Thor to the Asgardian people. Yeah, okay. Right? And uh, Matt Damon plays Loki. Oh, yes, I've seen that. Luke Hemsworth I mean, yeah, I haven't seen it. I've seen clips of it. And in Thor Love and Thunder, there's a play of Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Where Kate Blanchett plays Hela. Melissa McCarthy plays Kate Blanchett in that with Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth. It's very funny. Good. Um, Luke Hemsworth. Riding on his coattails. Yeah, literally. Luke Hemsworth is playing Thor in Thor. He's playing someone playing his brother's big role. Yeah. All right. Any more impact? No. It's worth talking about? Not really. It's a good film. It's very good. I enjoy it. And I I watched it a couple of times before, but I haven't watched it for a while. Yeah. I thought it was... I laughed a fair bit. Do you think it's made a contribution to more female... Either remakes or female-led comedy actiony things, in the sense that then the writer and director also teamed up with the star to make yeah. two more movies. Yes, but <laughs> they could have done that anyway. Like they did a Ghostbusters, they and then you know it definitely contributed a bit to um, studio going, saying hey, yes to it. Women can do these kind of yeah. movies as well. Let's do Ghostbusters and Ocean's Eight. Which was Melissa McCarthy and then Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, um, which I did unintentionally. Yeah, I yeah I do think it had a contra because Katie Dippold and Paul Feig 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 yeah could have just written Ghostbusters anyway. But yes, the success of this probably contributed to a studio then saying yes to it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, some people will hate this movie for that. Yeah. Because men hated the female Ghostbusters, a lot of them. The same men that hate Barbie. I was going to (laughs) say. All right. Shall we give some awards? I believe we should. One thing about uh, characters and dialogue. I didn't scroll down far enough on my notes for these two things. The characters are very good. Melissa McCarthy's character is deeper because we see more of her family. Yeah. 
but we just get the one scene where like foster kid so she's yeah, got to no prove friends. herself yeah, yeah no, no, no friend's got to prove herself have a nice summer student the script is very good because yeah. Yeah. not only does sandra bullock not swear but you definitely get the sense that she doesn't swear yes but like then it, they get, you definitely get the sense that she's going to at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just waiting. Well, you can kind of tell through the movie that at some point she's going to turn Melissa McCarthy's way. Yeah. So they did that very well. Then she had a Boston accent for a bit. Well, when he's like, we're the fucking heat. We're the fucking heat. <laughs> I don't know. That was maybe um, not Boston. But. The script is pretty quick, but... It's a good balance of jokes and cop stuff. Yeah. So that's my last comments on the dialogue. All right. Can I go first with worst line? Oh, okay. The Halle Berry X-Men worst line. I don't mm. have one. I wrote... Nothing stood to, out. Hard to believe she's single, I wrote. And then because I'm like, yeah. no, unnecessary. Unnecessary. But then, <laughs> then I also wrote at one point... With the guy they're at the club with, and then they're at scene later, and then she's like, fuck you. And he's like, no, fuck you, not fuck me, it's fuck you. And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of funny, but lazy. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, you're the only woman over 40 that's given me a boner. <laughs> no, I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, can I we don't give really it- have one. I'm going to give it to Can You Believe She's Single? Because yeah. it's unnecessary. And also, I don't like that guy. I don't think you're meant to like any of those no, guys. But him, always, in every role he's played, I don't like him. You know, the guy that he... was at the, the one at the start. Yeah. Where she's like, you, this, this isn't clean, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't know him. Yeah, but he's. I've seen him in a few things and I don't like him in anything. Um, okay, the uh, Estelle Reiner... Best Extra Awards. I am nominating the guy in the diner that just drinks his Coke and watches them with the guys joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also nominating um, Wayne. Who's Wayne? Wayne was the guy who got in her car and it blew up. Oh, yeah. He's got it, lines, though. Yeah, but it was... And he's just like... Um, She's like, you were give his fucking lap. coat back. Yeah, give you... Yeah. But I'm happy to go with the guy in the diner because I was, at one point, it was going to be worst extra because he was literally just sitting behind them doing nothing. Yeah, which but, everyone in the diner was. Yeah, but then it got to the close-up of him and he's watching and then he just sips his drink. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. That's good extra. Coke movie? It is a Coke movie. Yeah. They have Coke on the table um, and well, also narcotics. Hey. The... Uh, Andy Millman from Extras, mm. Worst Extra Award. I wrote at the start, guy next to canine unit guy. It's like the dog was funny, right? Yes, it's the like, dog was good. And then the the canine unit guy, yep. not great. But then the guy next to him was literally just standing there like nothing. I, there were a few FBI agents that would just literally just stand there, could have been mannequins. Yeah. Um, I nominated from when Melissa McCarthy chases that little drug dealer oh, guy. He's hilarious. And he's been hit in the leg and she's fallen over the fence and so they're slow-mo chasing each other. Oh, with the fruit cart? And he pushes all the fruit off. 
And then the fruit stall guy just keeps talking to his customer. Yeah, I feel like he did have some sort of reaction, but it wasn't much. He was like, what the F's going on? And then, yeah. But then he was just like, oh, you're going to buy this watermelon or not? Yeah. I also um, am nominating um, the guy, when, when we first see Julian, mm. who was then interrogating some guy, and the other guy's, I'm not, he goes, I'm not going to shoot you, this guy is. Yeah. That guy that shoots him. He just... Yeah. He did nothing. Then he died, so I felt kind of bad. But he didn't have an opportunity to contribute much. But I was just like, he... Just the look, he gave nothing. Even though he's going to shoot a guy. He just goes, and then he gets shot. Yeah, Yeah, let's do him. Okay. Because I feel like even if... Um, how am I going to write that in my notes? Uh, guy that shoots guy. Guy that shoots guy. Because that only happens once. Yeah. All right, guy that shoots guy. With Julian. All right, the... What's next? The uh, most, Ben Stiller. The ben, yeah, the Ben Stiller most cryingest moment. I moistened. Oh, no. Okay. With the brother. No. In the hospital. Oh, okay. The end. Foster kid, now you have a sister. Oh, fuck off. Yep. You know where else? You know where else I cried, and you will lose it. When the mum comes in and Jane Curtin comes in and goes, here's the nuggets. Oh, well, look who the fuck showed up. (laughs) No? No. When when her family comes to her award ceremony. Oh, yes. A bit of tears then. Yeah. But the one that That you will say what the F to. The cat. Is when Sandra Bullock says, come, appears and says, we're the fucking heat. Oh, fuck Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the moment where they're actually partners. Oh, they are the fucking heat. Jesus so. Christ. That's ridiculously. I'm going to make that on the TikTok so people can see how ridiculous the scene we're is. We're fucking idiot. We're the fucking heat. Do we have expletive warnings on these episodes? We don't, but there's a little there's a little e, there's a little e next okay, to every good. episode. That's we don't drop the c bomb that often. No, or at all. I feel like Melissa McCarthy so would if she wasn't making American films. Like if she made a British or an Australian film, oh, she would be she dropping the c bomb. She'd be Dawn French. Yeah, but I don't think even Dawn no. French says c. She'd be Catherine Tate. The vicar of Dibley is not dropping the c bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'd be she'd be Catherine Tate. Yeah. But That's high praise coming from me. All right, the <laughs> you fucking idiot. the I am your father most iconic scene uh, is the most iconic scene the start of the credits <laughs> with the cat them busting through the door with their oh, guns. Oh yeah, no, that's I, the, I think that's the only iconic scene in the film. Yeah, the other iconic scene I did. I don't know if it's iconic. Um, you know when they go to the club and they're in the bathroom. Yeah. That? On IMDb, that is the picture. Or um, when they're getting drunk in the bar. That kind of montage. Yeah. Although... Dancing is to groove is in the heart. I thought that was funny. The scene I've seen on the TikTok is Melissa McCarthy's like, why is the fucking cage open? (laughs) And the guy's like, a lady came and took it. I'm a lady. Did I take it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, it was a different lady. She was nice. Yeah, she was nice. She's like, I'm going to reach up. Then she says, I'm going to reach up through your ass, take your keys, your keys out of your, out of your pocket, and go home and murder your family. <laughs> murder you in your sleep. Oh, oh, oh that's better. Um, 
So which is it? Well, I is it them busting through the door with guns out? I I, I want to say. Or is it the bathroom? The bathroom scene. scene. Yeah. Okay. That is funny. It hasn't quite got like a standout scene. It doesn't have a standout shot. Good from. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, and I don't think it has a standout shot. Yeah. Um. All right. That's it. Changes, if you made it today, 10 years later, you're changing the albino? I'm changing the albino. Okay. And I'm taking out the line, is it any wonder she's single? Yeah. It, I'm not sure that's a line Katie Dippold would write. I, I feel like that's coming somewhere else. Yeah, and I think it's unnecessary for this kind of movie. Because they're both single. But it's not said about Melissa McCarthy. No. Yeah. It's not a very woman-positive line. Yeah. She doesn't even get promoted at the end. But who needs a promotion? That's what she said. She stayed in Boston. I'm staying in Boston to be a knack. Um, a knack. Does this pass the Bechdel test? Oh, it does. <laughs> uh, it passes the Bechdel test. They, no, because they talk about her family and then they talk about her being lo- a loser at school they talk about a man, but it's not in a rom- yeah, romantic It's in moment. a uh, drug lord sense. Yes. The, it passes the Bechdel test by as much as it's, there's something about Mary fails it. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. I, look, hilarious. I hope you enjoyed it, Lee. I did enjoy it. Good. And You the, know what? The problem was I watched it late at night. Okay. So, in the week leading up to this filming, my friend has been uh, in Canada playing in the Baseball World Cup. Oh, Canada, yeah. So, there was a 1.30am game. So, mm. I got home from the footy Friday night well, and I decided to watch the Heat. Oh, you go to that game. Um, not my game. No. No. That was in Tasmania. Yeah, what the fuck are you Shit. Anyway. <laughs> there is a bit. <laughs> We're not doing um, football this week. So, I decided to watch the Heat, but Shane went to bed. So I couldn't laugh loudly. Oh. So, but I did enjoy it. One of the perks of being alone. Yeah. Laugh as loud as you want. I didn't. As long as you don't care what your neighbours think is going on. I didn't lull like I could have lulled. Okay. Okay. You repressed your lulls. Yes. All right. What are we going to watch next? Another 10-year-old movie that you have suggested. Lee. Entitled Sharknado. The first one. Of the series. There he is. There it is, Sharknado. Um, Shall we do a six degrees? Oh, fuck. (laughs) I don't know how. John Hurd. John Hurd. Disappointing. Tara Reid. Tara Reid. John Hurd. Sandra Bullock. John Hurd. Sandra Bullock. Okay. All right. So. John Hurd's Home Alone. Yep. Which. Danny. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Howard. Howard Stern? No, Daniel Stern. Stern. That's a very different movie with Danny um, DeVito. Catherine O'Hara. Macaulay Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Get you to Brian Cox. Kieran Culkin. Brian Cox has done lots of movies. Mm. The kid from Sky High. Tara Mary Reed, Elizabeth Winstead. Tara Reid and Jimmy the Overly Touchily Orderly were both in Scrubs. Not in the same episode. No. Tara Reid was also in American Pie. Yeah. Which gets you to Alison Hannigan, which gets you to Jason Siegel, which gets you to Paul Fagg through Freaks and Geeks. 
Ooh, okay. Paul Feig spent a lot of time with Jason Siegel. Okay. Not as much as Alison Hannigan, but more time than Alison Hannigan spent with Tara Reid. Okay. 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 Tara Reid in American Pie with Alison Hannigan. How much of other with Jason Siegel? And then Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks directed, written by Paul Feig or Feig, Feig or Feig. Feig. All right. I There's our six degrees. That. We are on to Sharknado oh. next week. I'm looking forward to it. another one I haven't seen. Oh. I've just looked at like who's in it and stuff. I. I love that there's five of them. We'll guarantee you that you will laugh more watching Sharknado than you did watching The Heat. Okay. Yeah, All right, we'll my, see. That's my mission. Listeners, uh, let's start next episode with yeah. checking that out. Comedies. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, there's a link in the episode description if you'd like to tip us and help us buy a little bit more grog. Uh, we'll be back next week with Sharknado. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast, either leave the tip or become a member for early access to these episodes by using the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group for more chat about the movies we review and make sure you follow us on the socials to keep up to date. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your podcast app. Happy viewing and drink responsibly. If you're enjoying this episode of Two Drink Cinema, check out our other podcast, Two Out of Three Recommend. Each week we get together to chat about life and recommend drinks, movies, shows and things to keep you busy. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the socials.